let it be clear in your mind that <clears throat> that what you're about to do is of significant importance. You're engaging in an activity where you're going to find the means to address something that is of deep concern for you. And just stay with that for a few seconds, for a few moments. Let it be clear, palpable. just sitting with it, just holding it in your mind. Have like a loose intention, a loose aspiration for the whole of your being to cooperate. The body, the mind, energy, whatever other aggregates that comes to your mind when you think of all the different parts of you. You want them all to congregate, to come together. And already you should start to feel the response from the body. So that's your indication now to move systematically, scan systematically the body. Start with the feet, the legs, just holding on to your intentions while you just stay with the legs. And when you feel, when you become aware of the sense of ease arising through the legs, both physical sense of tranquility and an energetic sense of tranquility. Then move your attention after that sign to the arms and hands waiting for the same feedback. Then the torso, the back, and the head and neck. 
mouth, teeth, tongue, breath. of the face. So catching the body as it experiences this tranquility will help the mind come to that same level of tranquility or a similar sense of tranquility. attention to the breath. Be aware of what's conducive to meditation. Be aware of their progress. In the same space that you are aware of the body of substance, flesh and blood, what are you aware of in addition to that or instead of that? Then back to the breath. Added intention to keep a continuous flow of awareness on the breath unbroken while you follow the breath for 11 cycles. So your attention is now on the breath with the continuity of awareness on the breath while you're holding on to your intention.
and scan the body in that same space what is becoming the dominant feeling the dominant awareness what is the progress of that sense of tranquility So within this sense of tranquility, physical breath, and now palpable sense of tranquility in the mind, now bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows, and in there focus or rather just have your attention brought to a sense of brightness and the brightness is emanating from the presence of your infallible guide the definite means through which without a doubt you will be guided to the objective of your highest aspirations. So being aware of the presence stabilizes all those qualities that are conducive to meditation or they enhance those qualities. The sense of ease, the clarity of the mind, If the sense of the presence is not stable, do the same sweeping technique you did with the body. Sort of sweep the 
the space in front of you. At the very moment, you catch some glimpse of the sense of the presence. Have the intention to hold your mind there. Strengthen the sense of receiving, being aware of the presence of your infallible guide. And keep connecting the infallible guide to your deepest concern. The infallible definite means through which you will address your deepest concern. Feel the slightest sense of the presence. Then thinking, <coughs> holding in your mind the incredible quality of this being, of this presence. sense of reverence come into your heart and in your own genuine way express that reverence. connecting, achieving your objective with this, with the presence of the infallible guide, and let a great sense of gratitude come into your heart, and in your own genuine way express that gratitude. Deliberately place yourself in the protection and under the guidance of your infallible guide. Take refuge and trust yourself.
using the power of devotion, power of your conviction and faith in your infallible guide, summon a great sense of determination, a great willingness to let go of whatever behavior that you are forced by habit to engage in, whose results are only creating further obstacles, only distancing you from the very goal that you seek. Behaviors and how you relate with others, how you communicate, the kinds of thoughts that you hold in your mind, that you entertain, the kind of actions that you do. Beg your infallible guide for strength, for clarity, guidance, for those activities you know that you're engaging in because of habit that are obstructing you, and yet you find yourself engaging in them. Beg for strength. For those that you do not know yet, that you are still engaging in, beg to know. And strengthen that willingness to let them go, to abandon them. come up with an equally strong willingness now to take up the behaviors that you need to take up, the way to, ways of thinking that you need to start engaging in, the ways of relating with others, the kinds of activities you need to do, whose results will help you achieve the very goal you seek. And again, beg your infallible guide for strength, for guidance.
light of compassion come into play. First with a sense of sympathy. Think of those who are struggling in the same way that you are. And embrace them with sympathy. Let the sympathy grow until it becomes genuine compassion. focus on their aspiration for those of similar problems to achieve some degree of contentment then that sympathy grows into love and feeling the strength the spaciousness of the love and the compassion allow it to continue to grow let it embrace not just those who are in similar situation but whoever is in any kind of difficulty who has any aspiration for contentment for happiness and this love become entwined that it mix with your own aspiration for this meditation and feeling the momentum the gathering of your being towards this aim. Make a deliberate attempt by directing this energy, this momentum towards the success of this meditation.
bring the presence of your infallible guide to the crown of your head, still feeling the energy of that momentum. And know that the infallible guide above your head is the very state, the very goal that you seek. attention to the breath, the breath of substance, and through the awareness of the breath, again become aware of the body of substance. Make yourselves uh, comfortable. <coughs> we should have pointed the light at the clock so I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I mean, uh, it's a beautiful thing about Tibetan Buddhism that it has so many, so many beautiful, I mean, almost infinite uh, means of uh, following the path. Uh, and it all involves, uh, and almost every personality can sort of twink, uh, sorry, my, my nose is kind of stuffed, so the words are not going to come out sounding <laughs> exactly like they should. So you sort of tweak, doesn't sound right to me. Tweak? Yeah. Tweak. 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 Okay. <laughs> you could tweak. Never mind. <laughs> the meditation, I mean, you're supposed to do that. Tweak <laughs> the meditation according to your own. Uh, not that you're supposed to be uh, very imaginative, you know, take it and do whatever you want with it, but you're supposed to follow the path, you're supposed to follow the instructions so well that eventually it sort of resonates with you. And then in that, you develop like, uh, like your own personal sort of nuance with the, with the practice in the sense of perhaps you need to uh, stick with this part a bit longer than that part. Maybe here you need to focus more on the details here than on, on that side and things like that, okay? 
not that you create your own entirely new stuff. I mean, if if, if you want to, you can, <laughs> but uh, it will not be necessarily following something that you were taught. Okay. Now, uh, because of this, when especially modern day uh, practitioners who come in contact with with, uh, with Tibetan Buddhism, um, because from the very beginning you hear that they are uh, almost like there's something just for you, you know. There's something just for you. Come in, come, come in. There's something we have. Something we have. We have your size. We have your color. Come in, <laughs> and you're enticed. You get it. You go in there. What happens with uh, practitioners and teachers is that they get caught up in the at the. I don't know if there's such a term at the hawking station. <laughs> no, it's like uh, you're in front of the store. And you're hawking the passerbys to come in, come in. We have wonderful things inside. Okay. And now you grab their attention. Okay, we have your size, we have your color, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever kind of meditation you were thinking of, we have it inside. And you, uh, this this kind of hawking kind of mentality, the teachers end up walking with the students in the store, so to speak. And they keep with the hawking thing. Oh, this doesn't fit, try this one. This doesn't fit, try this one. This doesn't fit, try this one. So as a practitioner, you end up practicing a lot of practices and again, nowhere. Taking a lot of initiations and not really getting into really uh, uh, experiencing what any of one of the any one of the initiations is supposed to help you. Because the teacher is afraid that they're going to lose you, so they have to keep hawking at you. Oh, we got this. We got, oh, that doesn't fit right. It's a little squishy there. Okay, try this. Okay, and you never become the sincere practitioner that, as you were walking by, that's what you're sort of shopping for, right? I'm a sincere practitioner. I'm looking for sincere practice. You never really enter that phase, uh, and to the point where if you stick with just one practice, because there's always this hawking thing going on, you think that you're doing something wrong if you stick with just one practice. Okay. Oh, I'm just doing one practice. There must be something wrong with me. I just feel like staying with uh, 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 with refuge for a while. But I got mandalas offering to do. I got this to do. I got water bowls to fix. I got I to gotta buy some lights for the this. And all this becomes so many different things that you never really actually do one thing. So all this, sort of like a hawking, <laughs> because uh, it... It's time for you to really uh, either look for one practice to do and then just stick with that practice. And, and this goes back to what, we were talk what I was talking about last, uh, last Friday. The three things, the three necessary steps, the three necessary things that you need to get to that goal called enlightenment. Uh, it's not the traditional three principles of the path, the renunciation, bodhicitta, correct view. So sort of lump renunciation and bodhicitta together because in a sense, if you're on the Mahayana path, they're sort of like the same because it is one of the ways of defining bodhicitta is having renunciation for other people. So with that in mind, so you sort of have bodhicitta and renunciation lumped into one. 
and now it's uh, just bodhicitta and then correct view. And the third one that I'm talking about is meditation. And you need to be very good with meditation. Otherwise, no matter how many fancy things that you, you do, you think you're doing, you know, you're not really going to get anywhere. You're just going to be staying at the hawking station, being enticed, and never actually take anything home with you. Okay? And, and this is uh, probably because uh, modern day practitioners, your senses are so overloaded that we are always in a constant state, constant state of needing to have our senses uh, occupied. Uh, even when you're trying to meditate, you're trying to overload your senses. You're trying to do so many things in just one meditation and you end up not really doing anything. Okay. So, to get to be proficient in meditation, you shop around, find what works best for you, and then just stick with it until you actually gain some sort of, some definite sign, some definite sense that you're, you're approaching, you're, uh, you're uh, experiencing deep uh, stuff. Okay. Not just having, uh, um, you know, um, good feelings here and there about this, or this feels good, and then you move on to something else, and this good feeling dies, and you, you and you're still back to where you were from the very beginning. Okay. So I'm taking a big assumption <laughs> that there's something serious that you're looking for and you need and you want to do some serious practice and that's why I'm giving you some serious advice okay oh did you hear that uh, the greatest lama on the planet is giving her the greatest initiation next door or is giving the greatest initiation in France pack your bags go there oh by the way as soon as it starts the greatest lama in the universe is giving her the greatest initiation back in Washington, D.C. You got to get that initiation. And by the way, <laughs> because that's, that's, that's the news you keep hearing, and you feel like you're not a good student if you don't go to that greatest initiation given, being given by the greatest level in the universe. And you end up with another set of practice to do. You know, it's like uh, having a bookshelf with a bunch of books that you, that you have only the only thing that you've read are the titles that you haven't actually gone into any one of them. Okay. So don't worry. The path is not about collecting books, connect, collecting practice. It's about taking one practice and letting that lead you into a library within that practice. Okay. Um, and there are some, uh, some traditions where uh, you go in and for years, all you do is just focus on your breath. That's all you do for years. Okay. So we have a little variety here. <laughs> we have the breath too, but we have other stuff. We got 
all kinds of sizes, all kinds of colors. <laughs> okay. So, uh, if you really want to start to experience something with, with, this, with, with the spiritual path, you have to start focusing on one practice. And if you're concerned about, is this the, uh, is this the right practice for me? What, which, what practice should I take up? Uh, first, follow your gut instinct. What feels right for you? And then try it out. I mean, really try it out. Then, in trying it out, you discover oh, it's not what I really, it's not what I, it's not what we, it's not what what really uh, fits me. Uh, in the meantime, I found this one. Maybe I should try that one. But before you move on, don't make sure it's not just the mind, the, the habit of distraction taking hold of you again. Okay. And and don't be too concerned about oh, I've wasted all that time focusing on this practice. You will have gained a lot that will help you with the other practice that you think is, fits you better. Okay. In terms of commitment, remember your commitment is to reach enlightenment. Okay. That's your primary commitment. And that's what you have to remember. If somehow the commitment is subdivided into so many different compartments and you're worried about am I uh, am I really keeping my am I keeping my commitments or not? Uh, should I break my this commitment or not? We have to remember what is this the decision that you're about to 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 take? Is it gonna make you stay uh, get off the path of trying to reach enlightenment? Okay, and it may even manifest in such a way where you no longer call it enlightenment; you may call it something else. Like what? <laughs> uh, no, sometimes, uh, let's see. Mm. Just for the sake of, uh, of concepts, for example, let's say the term enlightenment just never really, you never really understood what it meant but it sounded pretty, so you were interested in it, but it never really caught your attention, but you were trying it out. But what, at the core of your being, what you consider to be, uh, to be uh, uh, really following or really uh, taking on the spiritual path is what you might call, I don't know, um, becoming one with the universe, okay? For some reason, you think that that's, that's the, that's the aim that you should go for, okay? But the term enlightenment just doesn't quite fit it. And so whatever the, uh, the commitments you made to try to reach enlightenment, you, you don't see how they fit trying to be one with the universe. So you leave those commitments aside and you try to be one with the universe, whatever, whatever instructions you get about that, okay? So, so it's still the same thing. The reason that you tried the enlightenment because you thought it, you had a, a, a strong sense that it was the ultimate aim of the spiritual path. But because of for whatever reason, the term enlightenment just doesn't fit it anymore. It doesn't seem to be the end anymore. Then you, you still go for the end. Now you just call it being one with the universe. Okay. Someone could call, 
someone could describe the becoming one with the universe in such a way that it sounds very much like the way someone would say, oh, that's enlightenment. Okay. Well, oh, that's what we call enlightenment. Okay. Uh, that's what I meant by, uh, you may end up even calling it some other name. But be really in connect, be really in uh, connection with your deepest spiritual aspirations. And when you move from that, that's that. That's your that's your spiritual practice. And the commitment you make to stay connect with, connected with that, to have a real experience with that, that's your commitment. That's your real commitment. Okay. Right. Um. Oh, good. I've. Uh, I think I've covered everything I wanted to. I, I didn't say it this time. I just thought about it. Because that, every time I say it, I end up going over. <laughs> you know, this is just going to be a brief talk. And it ends up being a long talk. So this time I just thought I'm going to say a brief talk. End up ended up being that way. OK, maybe I should try that next time. At what point you think that you are taking the practice like personal and it's your own and that's the one who resonates with you. Mm-hmm. At what point? Yeah. When you pick up any practice with a truly honest and sincere wish or sincere conviction that this will lead me to my ultimate spiritual aim. When you, when you pick when you when you do it with that intention almost that intention itself will guide you. There are things that you will naturally find yourself not attracted to. And there are things that you will find yourself naturally attracted to. And it's not so much that you're looking at, like you're looking at something in a window and say, oh, I love this, let me go get this. You You just find yourself wearing it already. It's only after, it's only like an afterthought. You say, oh, yeah, this is it. This is the, the path for me. Unfortunately, you, you can't really know it until you try it. Only after you try it can you know. You can't, you can't know it by, by constantly looking at it from a distance. Uh, first, there will be the, first, there is the attraction. Okay. Should I do, uh, let's uh, take, in, in Tibetan Buddhism, you have all the different deities, for example. Okay. And you feel some sort of a strong, whatever you can't explain attraction to a particular deity, okay. And this attraction could be simply could be completely worldly, right? At first, but you go towards it anyway, because what's as far as the deepest part of you that's moving you towards that deity is still that urge for a deep. Uh, spiritual experience. Okay, so you move towards it, and because you're following that, as you're moving towards it, moving towards it, eventually, because of, of almost of because of that, uh, Leon will be very happy because of that faith. <laughs> because of that faith, all of a sudden, if that particular deity form was not for you, you will find the deity form because you are following that faith towards it. Okay. Uh, it's just like uh, 
when the Buddha was around, some people, some of the disciples of the Buddha became the disciples of the Buddha because they were so attracted to him. Wow, what a beautiful guy. I should follow him. And then, but it was something else prompting them to do that. And because they followed that, they ended up following the Buddha. And that's because he was a good-looking guy so that they can, people can say, oh, look at this guy next to this good-looking guy. <laughs> so they became a real disciple of the Buddha. Okay. So that's an example that I can use from scripture where you can say, even if your first initial prompting can be said to be guided by some sort of worldly thing, still, if, you're far, if, it's the, if it's the deeper part of it is really a connection to your sincere, sincere, honest a connection to your uh, spiritual aim, then eventually you will find yourself on the right path. Don't be afraid to question. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the uh, one of the uh, incredible, beautiful qualities of dharma, is that it invites you to question it. Like what if you always doubt and you always there's something you like about this and then there's something? How do you know that you're not? Oh, okay. If 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 there's something you like about this and there's something you like about that, and for some reason you cannot combine them, just take one. Just take one. And don't worry about whether it's going to be the right one or, or the wrong one. Just take one. Okay. Sometimes we find ourselves standing at that, uh, at that, uh, what's they call it? Fork. That, that, that fork you know, in the road for a very long time because either it doesn't, we can't quite see which decision is wrong, which decision is right. And they both have uh, good qualities with them. So when, you, when you're like that, just... Take one, doesn't matter. Uh, not quite exactly the same, but uh, remember the Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> she came to a fork in the road, and there was a cat, and then and she was asking, where should, should I go? And then he asked, well, depends on where you, where, where you want to go. Which one should I take? It depends on where you want to go. She said, well, I don't know. I said, well, in that case, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Does it? Does it? Well, it's funny anyway. <laughs> okay. So uh, I was going to try to give you a lot of time, but uh, I guess I shouldn't have shouldn't have said it. <laughs> um, teachers above your head, really try to. Uh, and the key is, is in this instruction. Try to see as clearly as possible the goal embodied in the teacher. Okay. And then take this into your heart center and just wait for an experience. And once the sense of the experience is subsiding, distraction is coming in, your mind is thinking too much, then go back again to the beginning. Try to make it as clearly as, as clearly as you can make it. And in the very process of trying to make it clear, you might get very bored, you might get jaded. All that is part of the, part of the process. You have to get through them. The reason for clarity is that in the very process of making something clear, 
you're actually drawing it towards you. If you're able to make it crystal clear, you're almost at the point of realizing it. Okay? All right? Okay. Another secret while you're settling your posture into your posture. And once you're the once as you are achieving more and more levels of clarity at an unconscious level, you're also receiving uh, the teaching of the path to it. You understand that part? <laughs> a lot of this and a lot of that. <laughs> so since the very process of making it clear is actually drawing you closer to it, so you're actually in the, on the conscious, on, at an unconscious level coming to know exactly what you need to do to get to, to realize it. And when I, the reason I say unconscious is that uh, you just find yourself knowing without necessarily re 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 recollecting exactly for what source you got that knowing from. Does that confuse you more or isn't it clear? Okay, all right. Well, okay, anyway, just make it as clear as you can, and <laughs> it will help, <laughs> okay? And once you have any sense of clarity, it doesn't have to be crystal clear in the very beginning, just any sense of clarity, bring it, mix it with your mind, in your heart center, okay? If you find your mind thinking too much, let go of the thinking, just go to the experience of the tranquility, and then go back to the clarifying.
just note the sense of tranquility, whatever degree of tranquility you're experiencing. If it's not there yet, then bring it in, an inner smile. And let it radiate from you. Let it touch beings everywhere, especially those places and those beings that are of concern to you. Let this being, let these beams of light emanating from this inner smile, let it soothe minds, let it bring a sense of relief. A sense of rest from the fever. the afflictions. In that very state, make a dedication. the intention that once you come out of this meditation you will carry on with you in your everyday life the sense of making your spirituality your priority that everything you do that it be imbued with your spiritual aspirations so begin by imbuing your breathing with this some mystical experience just as you breathe remember your aspirations as you become aware of your physical body again remember your aspiration have the intention to remember Once you're aware of the whole body from the top of your head to the sole of your feet, and you're getting ready to get up, hold on to that intention. Very, very, very last thing, just for encouragement. <laughs> Once upon a time, <laughs> uh, there was this uh, 
student who came to this teacher asking for practice. But didn't really ask for a practice, but really just wanted to be on the path and reach in, so that she can reach enlightenment. So she was giving a practice. There were some steps, do this in this sequence. Uh, she got very excited, she got a practice. She went home, she practiced it for a few days, and she went back, okay, what do I do now? And the teacher said, did you reach enlightenment yet? She said, no, well, keep doing what you were told to do. She went back, kept doing it, and she felt like, and if sometimes she felt, I don't want to do this, my body's aching, I don't see I'm doing anything, I don't feel like I'm doing any practice, but someday she uh, decided not to do it at all, and someday she decided to, well, I promised to do it, and so she, so a few years, few years later, she said, well, I've been doing this now for a few, few years now, I still don't have any experiences, what do I do next? And the teacher said, well, did you reach enlightenment yet? <laughs> well, the practice you were given, you're supposed to keep doing it until you reach enlightenment. So she goes back, she keeps practicing, more years go by, she's doing the same practice. Still, she doesn't see any result yet. And now, uh, this person is doing this practice, and every time they sit, they get some sort of experience. Wow, I'm having this incredible experience now. I see this kind of light, I see this kind of, I have this kind of bliss, I have this kind of, uh, what do I do now? If what you are doing got you this bliss and got you this, <laughs> got you this uh, uh, wonderful feelings, keep doing it. Okay, so, so this person was feeling she wasn't getting anywhere. She needed to do more and more, more and more, and she was kept. She was kept. Uh, she was. Uh, she was being told all the time, "Keep doing what you were told to do." But I heard about this initiation. That the Islam are teaching that. Should I go teach? Should I go listen? Okay, they told me to do this practice and that practice. No, keep doing what you were told to do. So now, this person finds herself almost uh, out of almost out of, uh, uh, how do I say that? Uh, she feels almost like breathing. The practice has become part of her breathing, almost as, as natural for her as breathing. She, as soon as the day begins, that's what she does. Before the day ends, that's what she does. And now, instead of every once in a while, there's some sort of experience. Now, almost every time now, she sits down, there's an experience, an, uh, a very significant experience. Well, she didn't reach enlightenment yet, <laughs> but she keep, she's practicing, one practice. It's not something very elaborate, something very simple, and she's been doing it for years. Sometimes she feels discouraged, she lets it go, but she eventually goes back to it again. And now she's having definite experiences, and these experiences themselves are making her continue with the practice. So this is, I don't know, is, was that encouraging for you? Okay. 
<laughs> that was its purpose. I hope it fulfilled it. All right, so don't worry about the simplicity of the practice, how it's not elaborate or something like that. Just keep at it, okay? And eventually it will give you its uh, reward. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. And, uh, oh yeah, for those of you who are waiting for response for the experiment, have some patience. <laughs> <laughs> Keep practicing. <laughs>